And we want to welcome all of his glory nation from east to west to north to south to the latest edition of Lions and Generals. Pastor Todd, we always have these Lions and Generals with us. This is a different Lion and a General, but still a Lion and a General. Oh, 100% agree. I have a personal experience here in Nashville during the pandemic, quote unquote pandemic. We're sitting here and thousands of people are out here. And here comes Sean Foy leading worship uh, in the middle when the city's closed down. And uh, so we want to welcome our guest. He is a true lion, a true general. He's been going around the nation for the last couple of years, uh, leading worship, taking a stand. You see him in D.C., you see him all over the place. Sean Foy, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's, it's a blessing. I told you when we were in Nashville, Sean, is, you know, I, I was in the green room and I get, I, I, I get I hear all the people speaking, but I really don't pay attention to it because we do all these interviews. But when you went on with worship, it went to a whole different level. And I had to say, stop, no more interviews. I'm going out to watch this. And I did. I filmed it. It was the spirit of the Lord was moving so strong. It was amazing. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that was that was a really, really fun day there in Nashville. Amazing. Absolutely, man. You know, what is it like, Sean, as you go around the country? And, you know, I know we've talked about this in the past, but you get to lead all these thousands and thousands of people in worship and they're so hungry. What what, what have you experienced over the last few years? If you could just kind of surmise it in a few, a few words, like what would you say this experience has meant to you? Yeah, well, in, in so, so many, in, in a lot of ways, I'm kind of doing you know, what, I, what I've been doing since I was a teenager in high school in, in the sense of worshiping. And, you know, kind of, I kind of call myself, people ask, you know, what are you? Are you an artist, a, an author, a speaker, a preacher, whatever? I just say I'm a musicianary. And yeah. I like to worship. And, and that's kind of the way that I do missions is I, I bring worship and want to bring the presence of God in. And, and, and I think that um, for so many years, I was focused on the nations of the world and my parents were, were full-time medical missionaries. But I've seen a hunger that was really happening really at the start of the pandemic. I think a desperation, an urgency, a, a, a passion, a fervor uh, that I hadn't seen in America, you know, my whole life growing up. And, uh, and so, yeah, it was, it was so unique, you know, to see, you know, as we went city to city, you know, breaking the COVID protocol as, you know, super spreaders uh, to see the hunger and the power of God breaking out in cities across America it really did feel like a surreal experience. Um, it felt like uh, things that I've experienced in the nations before. And I think with the way, you know, the enemy is, is ramping up his attacks, the way that the uh, things are so polarized right now. The the heightened persecution, the yeah. all the things that are taking place. I think it's causing. It's like, will the real Christians please rise up? And so now we're able to see in the midst of this, uh, in the midst of this pushback, we're able to see like real hunger. You know, oftentimes revival never really comes in season of of prosperity. Right. Uh, it really comes in seasons of desperation. I think we're, we're still in one of those seasons here in America. Amen. Uh, Pastor Dave and I are going to be going around the country in a bunch of tent revivals. Uh, you know, you've been going around city, 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 all around the country. Do you feel like we're in revival? Or are we in the beginning stages or kind of where are we on the timeline when it comes to revival? I mean, I, I feel like, 
I feel like we're in the middle of it. I mean, I, I think that, you know, when you, when you go to places like Portland, Oregon, and 7,000 people show up to worship outside, right. go to Seattle, go to inner city Chicago, and you see thousands. I mean, we're, we're seeing things that I've never heard about have happened before, even going back to the Jesus people movement in the 60s and 70s. And so I think at some point, you know, I, I love one of my favorite lines in the book of Acts is when they're asking Peter, they're asking him to bring description to what's taking place. They're like, what's happening right now? It's Acts chapter 2, right. tongues of fire breaking out. And Peter says, this is that which was which was promised. And I feel like it takes a, a measure of boldness and courage to say, hey, listen, what if this was that we've been praying for for so many years? What if this is that thing? And so that's kind of what I'm starting to declare right now as I go from city to city is this is that. This is the Come thing on. we've been praying for. Um, this is the move of God we've been waiting for. Is it going to increase? Yes. Do we want it to exponentially grow? Yes. But I believe something is stirring right now. Amen. Pastor Dave? Amen. That's, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the, the number one thing on our hearts for 2023 is the youth. Get the youth. Get the music yes. to the youth. And music is such a huge a component of that. Can you talk about how your music is influencing the youth? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we're, we really, we, we, we you know, we, we keep singing and declaring Gen Z for Jesus. You know, we want to see Gen Z overwhelmed with the love of God and the power of God. And, 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 you know, I have four kids, you know, that are in that generation. And, and, and so it's very personal to me. Um, and, you know, you can see the trends are, 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 you know, going in a very bad direction in the sense of, you know, I want to say it's one out of four, one out of five kids in Gen Z are, are, are confused about their sexuality. Right. Um, you have the most it probably entitled generation. You have the most addicted to screens. You have the most addicted to drugs. Um, however, there is such a search right now for the truth of who Jesus is. That's what we're seeing. You know, the altars, you know, we do old school altar calls. You know, I, I've, I've been saying for a long time, make altar calls great again. Yes. In America. Um, and we see predominantly Gen Z flooding to the altars all all over America right now. Um, that's what we're doing with this Kingdom of the Capital Tour. We're bringing, you know, worship and the presence of God in ministry to every single state capital in America. And our goal is to see a generation turn. And so we're mobilizing youth groups. We're mobilizing young people. We're saying, hey, get out. Bring revival to your high school. Bring revival to your college campus. Let's see a turn in the tide in this nation. Amen. Amen. Well, that is sure needed. Uh, I remember recently you and I were talking about that uh, bill that went through the Congress uh, with regard to the marriage. I think I forget the name of it, something nefarious. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you were concerned and you put out a blog, uh, an op-ed about it. And you said that, you know, this is a very defining moment. Uh, where, where do you feel we are now that that's gone through? Yeah, I mean, I think that we're we're, we're in a place where they're going to criminalize anybody that opposes you know, same-sex marriage, anybody that voices their opinions. I have a friend right now that's on trial right. in, in the EU because he simply shared his testimony of how he got freed out of a lifestyle of homosexuality. And they're trying to criminalize him for sharing his testimony. It's outrageous. So 
we're seeing in real time these old age powers and principalities raging against the Romans chapter one uh, identity of who God's called us to be. It's all an attack on, on identity. Yeah. And the enemy knows if he confuse a gener- confuse a generation in their identity, he's he's going to get them. And so, you know, we have to fight back against this as Americans with free speech and the Constitution and religious liberty. But we also have to fight back in the spirit, you know, because there is a this is a battle not against flesh and blood, it's principalities and powers, and they are raging right now at this whole idea of God. Uh, div- God's divine design for marriage, for family, for sexuality. Pastor? That's why you're a lion and a general, uh, Sean, because you you have not shied away from these places Mm -hmm. that you're going into. You've gone right into the belly and worshiped our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's, that's, I I commend you for that. More More need to do that. Yeah, well... Hopefully, you know, the courage of, of a few will will start to uh, inspire many. I mean, that's our heart, you know, is that we're already seeing it. You know, these little movements are popping up all over America. If we can in some way inspire, you know, uh, and, 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 and ignite that in the heart of people, I think I think it could catch on like a wildfire. That's right. I agree. I, I absolutely agree. And like you said, there's little fires kind of coming together, different streams. I'm sure you've experienced this coming together. You kind of see some of the same people, then you see different people coming together. That's awesome. That's what we need. Uh, but there's also some challenges in the body of Christ. And uh, I know that's on your heart often. Uh, do we need to unify more? What are some things that you see that are some challenges that we could do better? Um, I think that the you know the the church is really fractured right now. I think that it's a very polarizing era. I think that um, I mean it shouldn't surprise us. You know, it's it's all it's all been prophesied. It's all in the, in the Bible. It's all you know. We know that it's going to happen. But there's there's a separation. Yeah. You know, sheep and goats and wheat and tares. And yeah. you know, we're in a season right now where you know. It, what does it mean to follow Jesus? You know, is it just a, a t-shirt and, and going to kind of a lukewarm church that's not really preaching the word of God and not preaching the truth? Right. Um, it is going to be more divisive in 2023 to follow the words of Jesus. You know, um, culture is going the opposite direction and we're swimming upstream. You know, we're from another kingdom that is not of this world. And so we should not be surprised. In fact, I tell believers, if you're not getting resistance and right. you're not getting pushback and you're not getting canceled and you're not getting censored and you're not getting, you know, a, you know, a verbally assaulted, maybe physically assaulted, are you really following Jesus? Um, you know, and, and in some ways we got to count the cost of, of following Jesus and what that looks like. So anyway, I, uh, there are a lot of challenges. However, I think there's also a refining process that's coming. Um, yes. And I think that we should be very, uh, you know, grateful that, that we're in this a season like that, where you got to be a real follower of Jesus now. And, yes. uh, and, and so, yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're finding out who's for real and who's not. Yeah. That's Ain't that sure. the truth. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, why, why should we be surprised if the scripture told us that this these these days would happen and it's happening and people wanted a, a church where you could just politely clap and everything would go right? Um, no, that's not what Jesus said. We would be persecuted. 
but he overcame yeah. the world. Amen. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely uh, persecution is is something that really the early church embraced. And I think that uh, for us, it might be time for us to move into that where we we embrace it as the sufferings of, of Christ. And I know that doesn't work really well with kind of the some of the prosperity messages and some of the other things. But but I think it is a cost of following Jesus. And, you know, I can I can say for sure as somebody that's been you know, had had more pushback and resistance in the last few years than I have in my entire life. And I've broken a lot of laws across the world. I mean, I've preached and smuggled Bibles and I've been into some really dark, gnarly places, but the consequences of following Jesus in, in the last few years in America have been pretty severe. However, God has an amazing way of turning all things for good. He has an amazing way of using the controversy of even the movement to build his kingdom. He did it in the book of Acts, and I think that he's doing that today as well. Yes, that's right. You know, Sean, you, you put your you know your hat in the ring. You ran for Congress out in California, and then the Lord just opened amazing doors even after that for you to speak to many people, including the former president of the United States, President Trump. Uh, what's been your experience as you've met with a lot of political leaders and people around the country? I mean, are there good politicians or is the whole thing a swamp or what's your experience, man? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a I think the system, I think there's a lot of really, really good people that are trapped in a really gnarly system. Um, and and God's raising up some reformers. There are definitely some Daniels that that are going into Babylon. And they're bringing the kingdom and they're bringing prayer and they're, they're bringing the presence of God. Um, and they're unafraid and unashamed. And I think that, you know, as much as we in the body of Christ can get behind those people, I, I invite those kind of people on my podcast all the time, my whole the line podcast. And, yeah. you know, I'm going to be meeting with more of them this year as we have a ministry in DC. So we have a, we have a, 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 a ministry center on Capitol Hill. And so, we're very involved with life on the hill and what's happening there, the spiritual climate. We, we do prayer walks and marches and worship and ministry nights. Um, so, yeah, God is definitely has his people. You know, there's members of the Senate and members of Congress and, and people in the White House even now that love the Lord and are sneaking in, uh, bringing his presence. And so we, we really got to support those guys and know that God's got his people where he wants them. Um, and at the same time, you know, we want to see a whole new, a whole new crop of reformers being raised up across America that are, are, are filled with a passion to bring revival into the governmental arena. It's yeah. the only, uh, the only arena in culture that really has its tentacles in every other facet of life. So it regulates everything, regulates the financial dimension of our lives. It regulates families. We can see it regulates, you know, as we saw during COVID, how, how we live our life. Um, it regulates, uh, it's trying to regulate religion. You know, it's, it's regulating a lot of things. So why shouldn't believers be the ones in authority to, to be salt and light in a dark place? So that's what I'm excited for. There's some really up-and-coming members of Congress that are fiery believers that love Jesus. I can't wait to see what God does with them. Amen. 
Yeah, I loved uh, what Senator, I think it was Senator Holly was saying. Uh, he was at one of your events, and I was like, this guy's bold, man. That was awesome. We, I think we took the clip, put it out there. Uh, but we, we need more people like him that are willing to stand for truth and righteousness and in, in Washington, D.C. Um, absolutely. Now, Sean, recently you came out with a movie. It's been out for a little while. Uh, tell us a little bit how, how did the movie go and uh, what's kind of the latest, man? Yeah, so we came out with a film called Super Spreader, and it basically was a – you know, a documentary on the lettuce worship movement. And the unique thing about this film was, uh, you know, there's a lot of Christian films that come out and they're kind of just like highlight reels. Um, they, they don't resonate a lot with the masses cause they don't, I feel like sometimes we as believers don't always tell the full story. Mm. And one of the things that I wanted to do in super spreader was make sure that people saw the full story meaning the pain, the drama, the intensity of the season we went through, the pushback, the distance of friends, the trolls that attacked us. We actually have them on film. And uh, so we released this film in theaters uh, in the fall. And in in the first weekend it was out, it hit top five films in America, which Mm -hmm. is really impressive. The the number one uh, highest – uh, viewer uh, region was Los Angeles, so that wow. was that was our biggest market. Come on, and, uh, yeah, and God really is used to film. It's it's incredible. Um, I encourage you to go watch. You can go to superspreaderfilm.com again. That's superspreaderfilm.com, and it's on demand streaming. Uh, you can download it. We're also working right now with uh, you know some bigger companies, Amazon and Netflix, and hoping to get it on planes because God's presence is, it's undeniable when you watch it, that God was doing something profound, the miracles, the signs and wonders, the healings. And then just watching in an era of fear, in an era of darkness, watching thousands of people come together to worship. I mean, it's just, it's powerful. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Pastor Dave? Yeah, just absolutely amazing. It goes back to something you said earlier. You know, when you're a threat to Satan, you are going to get attacked. You're in, you're in his crosshairs. But people don't realize, and we need to share this with them, that love and joy and that shalom that you get from Christ, no matter what the battle is, that he's got it, and we're not to, we're, we're not to fear. That's, that's the peace that I love, is when he's in us. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then we, we need that shalom now more than ever before. Yes, we do. In the state of America, yeah, it's definitely something we we need to grab onto. <laughs> Come on, man! You know, in twenty three, you got a lot of big plans. I've been looking at your website and your social media, and you're doing a lot of things. Why don't you just take us through a couple of the things that guys put on your heart for this next year? Yeah, I mean, we're as I mentioned with the film, we're continuing to use that as a tool, and, and people are getting saved and healed and delivered, and a lot of really cool stuff's happening with that. Um, in addition to that, we're also um, working, uh, we're, we're launching our Kingdom to the Capital Tour, where we're bringing Let Us Worship to every uh, single U.S. capital in America. Oh, wow. so we're on. kicking that off. We're partnering with Turning Point Faith USA, Turning Point USA Faith, and we're, we're, we're mobilizing people to rally at their state capital. So. I don't know if this has ever been done to the degree that we really feel called to do it. And we're kicking it off in March of this year. And it'll be a two-year kind of campaign or tour. Um, so we'll hit about 27 state capitals this year. And then we'll do another 23 next year until we hit all 50. So 
um, it's going to be wild. And, you know, the goal is to mobilize the church, to take a stand, take responsibility for what happens in their capital, what happens in their legislature, and also unify the church for revival in the state. So, yeah, starting off in March, you can go to Kingdom to the Capital. That's capital with an O, Kingdom to the Capital. Dot com and you can find out all of our dates and where we're going to go there. In addition, we're bringing Let Us Worship to about five nations around the world. So, wow. we're, of course, it really opened internationally. And, you know, we were just, uh, I was just in Iraq last week and we're going to be in India in, in, in a week or two from now. And, um, and then we're also, you know, we're going to South Africa and Canada. We're, we're mobilized Canada, Australia, some countries that were really in lockdown. And uh, are really, really excited to, to rally people and go after revival, and awakening in the church. And so, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff happening. Of course, you guys can also always follow us on YouTube, on uh, Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, and we can let you know how you can plug in. If we're coming to your state and your capital, we definitely want to see you there. We need your help to mobilize people. Yes. Amazing. Amen. Uh, Sean, as you go around the world, do, you, do the people know about what happened here with Let Us Worship when you go to Iraq and place like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. They, you know, it's, it was a kind of became an international story, I think. That's huge, so, man. You know, it, 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 I think, I believe it inspired uh, people, you know, all, all over the world. So that's our hope is to see how we can kind of leverage that influence uh, that God's given us to, to really go after revival and awakening in these nations. Awesome. Come on, man. Well, we appreciate you so much, Sean. We're always praying for you, man. And it's always great to see you all, all different places. We run into each other. Uh, any last words before you go today? Man, this is the year of joy. We got to, we got to really fight to keep our joy, to keep our optimistic and opti optimism and hope what God's going to do. It's going to be an incredible year. It already has been for us. Uh, day one, we got attacked by Antifa, <laughs> which let me know right away, okay, this is going to be a year of some spicy controversy, but in the midst of that, God's going to show up. So yeah, we would, I would, you know, we would love for you guys to, to continue to pray, continue to press in and let's just see God show up, especially in our nation. We need it now more than ever. We sure do. And he'll show up. We just have to ask. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for coming awesome, on, Sean. Appreciate Thank you, you, man. for having me. God bless you. Thank God, you. God bless you, too. Continue to fight. Hey everybody, Pastor Todd here. Look, we talk a lot about geopolitics on the show, and it's important to remind you that countries like Russia and China are fed up with the U.S. dollar. They're moving to gold and other commodities to back their currency. Now, why would they do this? Well, because they're sick and tired of using the money that's controlled by demonic globalists. And to be honest with you, so am I. And that's why we are urging you to protect your savings with gold and silver. Gold and silver can't be printed out of thin air. It can't be manipulated to fund the wars halfway around the world while hardworking Americans are suffering here at home. So give our partner, Gold Co., a call today and learn how you can protect your savings with gold and silver and see if you're eligible to get up to $10,000 in free 
silver. That sounds like a pretty good idea. Uh, I know that Gold Co. is a reputable company. I trust them. And you can call them today at 855-920-2943. Once again, that's 855-920-2943. And tell them that Pastor Todd sent you. God bless you.